my name is Christina Nicolo, and um, I didn't personally have an NDE, but my infant son, um, back in March of 2002, um, he had a terrible accident. Um, he had fallen from the second story of our home um, into the basement level of our home. Um, I was working from home that evening, and my I heard my husband call my name at the time, and I thought, oh my gosh, the house must be on fire or he's having a heart attack. It was just the way he called me that I never had heard him call me. And I just instinctively knew something was really terrible. Um, so even just thinking about it now, my heart's racing because it was such a horrific experience. Um, so I left my office and went into my dining room to see my, my then husband holding my eight-month-old infant son lifeless in his hands. Um, I recognize now because this event actually caused me to become a nurse. Um, I left the financial industry and became a nurse. And I know now that the type of breathing that my son was de demonstrating was what we call chain stoke breathing. Um, and it's usually end of life breathing or breathing that occurs when there's, um, you know, brain swelling or heart failure. Um, so, you know, I, we called 911. I did end up riding to in the ambulance, in the front of the ambulance, um, and my son was in the back. And all I could do was just pray. I I just I I just prayed the entire time. Oh God, please don't let my son die. Please don't let my son die. And I just I just prayed over and over. It was like breathing. I just all I did was pray for my son. Um, we ended up um, getting to a local community hospital in our area. We live right outside of Boston, Massachusetts. Um, and again, I just I just continued to pray the entire time. Um, my son wasn't doing well. Like I said, his heart stopped twice in the ambulance on the way, you know, to the local community hospital. Um, when my husband arrived, um, they ended up air air flighting my my son to the hospital to um, Boston Children's to the ICU. And again, as we drove, you know, to the hospital, I just, I just prayed. I didn't know what else to do. I just prayed the entire time that God would save my baby, but it, it wasn't looking good. Um, when we finally arrived at the hospital, um, you know, we were questioned. Um, it was, it was just a horrific uh, time in our life. Um, it's horrific um, experience. Um, you know, they were questioning me and, and my husband, you know, obviously like what, what, did, what happened to the baby, what type of accident happened. And so it was here, you know, here we are thinking, oh, my son's, you know, is my son going to be okay? But also we were being questioned and it was, it was really horrifying. Um, we finally got into the ICU and got settled. Um, it was, you know, probably, you know, early morning by this time. And my husband had gone home to take care of our other children. And, um, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't doing well. He was, he was seizing because he had so much brain, um, you know, increased cranial pressure. So his, he was seizing at the time. Um, I didn't really understand what was happening because I wasn't in the medical field. I just knew it wasn't good. Um, and it was, it was just very scary, very lonely. And, and then finally in the morning, somebody had come, um, it was a grief counselor, who had come to talk to me about my son because the doctors didn't think he was going to make it. Um, they really couldn't give me much of a prognosis, but his his brain was was massively swollen. He his skull was fractured in several places. His heart had already stopped twice, um, and they were having a hard time controlling his seizures. Um, 
And it finally hit me when, when the grief counselor came to see me in the morning that, you know, my, my son might not make it. I mean, he's, he's probably going to die. And, um, it was really a scary time. And I just remember, um, after that counselor had left the room, I, I locked myself in the bathroom and I got to my knees and I just, I just prayed. I was, I was panicked. I was, I didn't know what to do. I just over and over just prayed, God, please save my baby, please. And I was just so helpless and so hopeless at that time. And during that time in the bathroom, as I just cried out, poured out my heart to God, I just had this, I heard, I wouldn't hear it audibly, but it was in my mind. It, it stopped all that turmoil. And I heard these words, but not audibly, but it was it was so powerful that it stopped that that storm I was in. And the voice said to me, you're going to walk through this valley, but at the end of this journey, not a hair on his head is going to be harmed. And I knew in that instance that my son would live. It was still scary. We still spent an entire week in ICU and Boston Children's, um, but he did get better. And, um, and, and that it was, you know, God did, I believe spoke to my heart and, and my son to this day, thank God is there's not a single thing wrong with him. All of the MRIs and scans that we had subsequently all confirmed that, you know, he, he was perfectly fine. And he, to this day has no residual effect, um, you know, from his accident. So thankfully my son was totally fine and, and life, you know, resumed back to normal. We, we had the stairwell fixed. We had, everything was safe in our house and thank God he, you know, had no residual effects. Um, and one day, you know, um, probably about the time he was two, two and a half, um, we, I was working again um, in my office and he was sitting on the floor. He used to love to met, like line up those little matchbox cars and he was lining up matchbox cars on the floor and, and doing whatever he was doing. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he started to violently like crash the cars into each other. And he started to roll his body all over the floor. And he said to me, now, he was probably two and a half, I'm guessing. He was very young, but he said some words. And he said, Mama, when I fell down, I died. I went to heaven. Um, and I was like, I was kind of taken aback and I was like, what do you mean? And he goes, I fell down. I went down the stairs and I died. And as he got older and as his vocabulary advanced, he started to say more and more things. I never tried to ask him because I knew that something had happened. Um, just that miraculous experience that I had in, in the hospital on the bathroom floor. I just knew that something special had happened. I, I knew it was a it was a miracle that he survived and that he didn't have any residual effects from that horrific accident. Um, he never required medication. He never required any follow-up care. He's just completely healed from that fall. Um, so when he told me, I really, I wasn't, I was surprised really that he knew about the fall more so than him saying that he went to heaven. I was more surprised that he knew because we never talked about it. It was just, it was an experience that we all wanted to forget and we certainly didn't want to let him know. I did plan on telling him, but I, I wanted to tell him when he was older, when he was an adult and he could handle it. Um, so over the next few months and years, he, he talked about heaven and God all the time. He said, as a matter of fact, when, 
when we would drive in the car and the sun would be streaming through the window from his car seat, he would often look at the sun and say, look, mommy, it's Jesus. Or look, mommy, it's God. And I would say, no, that's just the sun. But he said, he said that God looks like the sun, but it doesn't, didn't hurt his eyes. And one time shortly after he told me about his, his, um, NDE, um, I asked him, I said, what's God like? And he was just a baby. I mean, between two and three years old. And he got this very serious look on his face. I just remember the countenance on his face. And he kind of had this far off look and his eyes just welled up with tears. And he just said, he just loves us so much. And um, it was just so powerful. Like even now it's just, it's making me tear up because I, I know he experienced something really, truly miraculous and powerful. Um, another time we were, we were driving in the car and um, it, was, it was evening and we were behind an ambulance that was just transporting somebody because it didn't have its flashers on and we could see inside. And he must have been about three and a half by this time. So he was a little bit older. And he said, mommy, I don't like that big truck. And I said, really? I said, why not? They're helping people. They're bringing people to the hospital and they're helping them. And he said, no, I don't like it. He said, they put that big thing on my head. And he he, he must have been referring to like, they put the stabilizer on his head. You know, they don't put, um, you know, the C collars on little babies when they suspect head injury or or a spinal injury, they put instead like this big external device on their head. And he goes, I, I didn't like it when I was in there. I, I, it was, you know, it was scary. And I didn't like that big thing they put on my head. Um, so it was just little things like that, but it, it became so commonplace. He talked about it's like going to a trip to grandma's house. Um, another time I remember very specifically, we were on the back porch, it was summertime and he was a bit older and he, all, and these, and whenever he talked about these experiences, he would just kind of bring them up randomly. We didn't ask him about it. I made sure not to because, I, like I said, I didn't want to taint his, his memory or his experience with my own thoughts or feelings. And, um, and he said, Mama, he said, you know, God sits on a big chair. I said, really? And he said, a big chair like a king. And I said, oh, do you mean a throne? And he said, yeah, he sits on a throne like a king. And he said, but under his chair, there's a river. The river comes out from his chair. And he said, and when, but when I looked into it, he said, it wasn't water. It was the stars and the universe and the galaxy. And it went on forever and ever and ever. Um, so it was little nuggets like that, that he just kind of shared over, over the years. Um, he said that, that God told him that he had to come back home to his mother and father um, when he was there. Um, and he always talked about God being light, like the sunshine. And he talked often about his eyes. Um, he said that God's eyes were bright like fire, but not fire. He said like all the colors of the rainbows were in his eyes. Um, and, you know, as he got older, he went to school telling people that he went to heaven, that he saw God um, and he became ridiculed. So he learned to stop sharing the experiences um i i wish he hadn't um he's he's at now he sort of feels like it makes him odd um and it's just my it's just my prayer that you know that those little 
pearls, those little treasures, those nuggets from heaven, if you will, that, you know, that they'll stay with him and he'll remember them. And when he's ready, he'll be able to share them. And I would love to hear his own account as an adult, but, um, you know, but he's a grown man now with, with a life and, um, and he, he does remember it. He says, you know, even though he was eight months old when he clinically died, um, he still recalls going to heaven. Um, but he doesn't feel really comfortable talking about it in public. Um, but, you know, there was one other thing that, that happened after his near-death experience. Um, it was probably about three months afterwards, and I had some local thing to go to for my, my older children's school. And I wasn't going to go because after the accident, I really didn't let Joseph out of my sight. Um, you know, number one, because he was always, he was at risk for having seizures for up to a year, they said. So, um, and just because, you know, it was just, I was always afraid of another accident. So I just always wanted him near me. Uh, he slept in bed with me for a year afterwards. I just always had him by my side. Um, but I, you know, my older children really wanted me to attend this event at school. Um, it was a volunteer thing and I really couldn't bring him. So I brought him to my girlfriend's house and um, she was watching him and I was just nervous about leaving him. And so I was driving to my children's school and I was just praying and I was like, God, please protect my son. Please make sure he's okay. He doesn't have a seizure while I'm gone. Or I was just nervous. And it was almost like that time I was in the bathroom and I ha heard or, or felt that voice that told me my son was going to be okay. But this time I had a vision and in the vision, I saw my son playing on the floor at my girlfriend's house as a baby. Well, he was a baby. He must've been like a little over a year at this point. And I very clearly saw three angels standing around him, like, like making like a, almost a wall around him, but they weren't, it wasn't my, I really know it wasn't my imagination or me daydreaming because the image of the angels that I had this vision of didn't look like anything I would have imagined. I would have imagined these very feminine, you know, looking angels with long flowing hair and, and wings. And, but I didn't, I saw three very tall, fierce looking warriors that were protecting my son. And, um, and I knew from that moment on that my son was truly protected and um, in the hands of God. I would say what I've learned from this experience is that um, God is real, God is faithful, um, and that he answers our prayers. Prior to, prior to this experience, I remember reading a story about a family, um, actually a pastor whose son died tragically in a car accident. And the months leading up to my son's accident, I really, I remember really praying and saying, you know, God, why do bad things happen to people? Um, you know, and really questioning, you know, like why, why tragedies happen, why people have to die, why accidents happen. And it was like, I, I just felt like God was trying to teach me or show me that bad things happen, but if, but if we trust him, he'll get us through them. I know not everybody, not everybody's child who's in a horrific accident comes back, um, you know, but I do believe that God would have still gotten me through that experience. Even if my son hadn't come back, he would have given me the strength to get through it. Um, but I think there was something, there was a bigger lesson that he wanted to 
to show me and to teach me. And I'm just glad that I had the, had the opportunity to experience it because I think that it's worth sharing. Um, and I do know that prayer is powerful um, because all I did was pray. I had no other coping mechanisms. So I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and God answered me and he saved my baby. 